to Letters to Our Yesterday, a podcast that was inspired by my soon-to-be-released women's fiction book, Letters to My Yesterday. Although this podcast is quite different to my book, the inspiration is the same, strong women. I believe that one of the greatest strengths women have are each other. We often support, guide, encourage and inspire each other. Throughout this podcast, I will be speaking to many extraordinary women about their life journey, and together we will explore what advice they would give their younger self. Rhonda Wright is an Australian erotic fiction writer. Her first book, Stella's Awakening, was released in 2015 and built a strong fan base. Since then, Rhonda has released book two, Stella's Emancipation, and her audience are eagerly awaiting the third book in the series, which she is working on now. When she's not writing, Rhonda is busy with her day job as an Auslan interpreter and being a mum to her beautiful daughter. Tell me a little bit about your writing journey and how you came to get that first book out there, Stella's Awakening. Yeah, okay. Well, I originally, I had no idea about writing a book or becoming a novel, although I did write a fair bit when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but I never had that aspiration to become an author until I read E.L. James's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. and. It's just something about it. I just got drawn into the story of it. And actually, I came across it quite late. It was already well and truly out. And okay. about, I missed the whole bandwagon, yeah. but I got on it later. <laughs> and then I sort of found, I went into Instagram and I found so many people all talking about it. And it was this whole kind of movement. And I sort of really got intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was thinking about my own life's journey and how I met my husband. And yeah. I thought, there's a story in that. Yeah. So I just started just a way of getting it out there. It was just in my mind. Yeah. So I thought, I'll just start writing. I'll just write out a couple of rough characters okay. and a little bit of an outline. And then before I knew it, I'd written 200,000 words. And oh, my goodness. Yeah, so <laughs> I, then I decided it about doing something about Without giving too much away, can you tell us a little bit about how you met your husband and how that um, inspired the book? Well, I met my husband, um, actually it was through, believe it or not, through a very old computer system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now there's all this Tinder and everything. Not that I was on there looking for that, but it was a, it was a communication thing. It was called um, ICQ. Yeah. So it was an actually oh, yeah, it was ICQ. I very yeah, old. It's like, like a chat, a, like a yeah, chat, like a chat thing, thing yeah. online chat thing. Yeah. And originally, I got onto it because because um, I work with deaf people, mm-hmm. and back in those days, there wasn't any really text messaging on phones. It was very that was all very new. Yeah. So it was very difficult for deaf people to communicate. So I was interpreting for this deaf guy oh. at university. So for mm-hmm. him to contact me to tell me he wasn't coming to class or something. He told me to get onto this chat thing so he could leave yep. me a message. Okay. So originally I was on that. And then that was an amazing thing too because I realised there was people all over the world yeah. that you could talk to. So yep. I started talking with people on this chat Which is thing. so normal now. But oh, then yes, it but wasn't. then it yeah. was just so no, new. No, it's really new. Yeah, That's so this right. is still in the 90s. Yeah. 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 So it was very, very new. 
And that was amazing that our world mm. all of a sudden became so small. Mm. I could talk to people in my living room that were, you know, in different countries. Yeah. And then um, my husband just said hello and we started talking yeah. and he lived like a suburb away. Oh <laughs> so I was talking to these people in other countries and then there's this, yeah. this um, guy comes on and he talks to me from another suburb and we had so many similarities so we ended up meeting up and... yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So it was okay. very unintentional. Yeah, yeah, just meant to be. Yes. Yeah. So when you, so you said you sat down, and you started writing the characters and the outline, and then suddenly you had these two hundred thousand words. What did you do from there? What made you think, okay, no, this can actually be a book? Like, what did you? What was the first thing you did to get it out there to readers? Well, first of all, I thought publishing it, getting yeah. it published. Yeah. So I got a list of publishers in Australia mm-hmm. and I started ringing them. Yeah. So I rang a few of them and a lot of them were, they weren't rude, they weren't outright, um, well they were no's, mm-hmm. but they were saying it in a way, well that's a lot of words. First yeah. of all a lot of them were saying that's a lot of words yeah. and if you are a new unknown author we're not willing to take that yeah. risk of editing a big book like this. Yeah. It's a lot to publish a big book because mm-hmm. the cost of just the paper and making the book alone. Yeah. They said it's not worth us mm-hmm. investing all of that into somebody that's unknown. Yeah. So I realised that that wasn't going to happen and I joined a writer's group. Okay. Yeah, so I thought... Online I'll... or in no, person? No, no, in person, oh, okay. yeah, just in the local community. Yeah. So I went there and you could read out a little bit of your story if you yeah. wanted to and you could write stories so it was just an encouraging kind of group and some mm. there was an older lady there that had been a romance writer and oh. she'd written and she'd published a few romance novels yeah so when I read out some of my first chapter because uh, it, it's written in the first person present tense as yeah. well mm. which a lot of books aren't no so straight away a lot of a lot of negative comments came oh. out of the group about it because different yes saying oh why is it first person and why is it present tense Mm. and and this romance writer she sort of said no it's really good she talked to me later and she said no a lot of people spoke negatively of your book Mm -hmm. but I think it's it sounds nice it sounds really good and you should really keep don't be discouraged keep going with it and then even one another young guy was quite nice and he sort of befriended me in the group and he said Oh, I'll look at your chapter, first chapter for you and I can have a little maybe edit of it or something okay. for you. And I thought, okay. So I gave it to him and then he sent it back to me. We're doing it via email. And he sent it back to me and he basically rewrote my whole oh. first chapter in past tense. Oh, in past tense. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. And changed so many things and I just got so deflated. I've, oh. I've since left the group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was a good experience. Yeah. But um, then I thought I'm going to have to pursue other, other yeah. means. Yeah. I didn't know at that time. I didn't know much about self-publishing. Yeah. But um, I'm a big uh, audio listener, mm-hmm. so I drive a lot for my yeah. job. So I listen to audio books or podcasts, and I just started. I think I put in about publishing, mm-hmm. and I stumbled across Joanna Penn, yeah. and she was talking about self-publishing. She's a big advocate for self-publishing. So I started listening to her podcasts and she was even talking about, she just mentioned it, KDP, KD, in, in this conversation, I didn't even know what KDP was. So yeah. I started Googling that and found out that I could just upload a do book this, yeah. Yeah, onto yeah. Amazon. What an amazing world we live in now that it, we can do that. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. That I could just, it was in my, the power was in my hands yeah. to publish my own book. Yeah. Mm. So having that power 
Like, I mean, there's the means to do it, but the courage that it takes to get your work and put it out there like that. Where did that courage come from? Um, maybe it was just a bit of blind courage. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, oh, why not do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I thought this is, take it or leave it. This yeah. is, this is me. This is what yeah. I want to do. So yeah. And you yeah. had that belief in the story. and Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And I'd, other friends had read it and said that mm-hmm. they liked it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I did also in saying that because listening through the podcast, yeah. I realised the two things that they were saying: you had to have a very good cover, and you had to have it edited. It had to be yeah. at that quality that readers are used to. Yeah. So, I did do that. I mm-hmm. went and got a professional editor. Yeah. And had it all professionally done. Had professional cover made. Yeah. And then when you start into the indie world, you meet more indies. So yeah. there was the indie people that were doing the covers, and then I met somebody else. On, online this mm. is all in other countries although my editor is Australian mm-hmm. though we didn't meet in person okay it's all on email <laughs> yes it's all online yeah and then um, I was able to get somebody to help me with my blurb mm-hmm. the back blurb yeah. um, that was some indie doing all their that work and then finding people on other websites like um, Upwork yeah. where you can hire people to do things so I hired yeah. somebody to um, format the book for mm-hmm. me so it looked professional the yeah. formatting of it was professional yeah so I made it as professional yes. as I possibly could I yeah. just didn't write it out and just dump it there yeah, so no. I tried to make it because it is still a competitive market maybe not in the early days yeah. but now you know readers are becoming oh, very fussy yeah absolutely. yeah so they want that quality of book yeah and it is out there with books that are traditionally published, so it's you know, it's very hard to tell the difference when someone's you know gone to as much effort as you and you know taking care of all those little details. Yeah, so, and that yeah. is what's one thing that they do talk about in the indie world to mm. make it as professional as you can. Absolutely, yeah, exciting. Yeah. And then you've written the second book and released that. Yes, and I know you've developed um, a real fan base with Stella and the characters. And that audience have been waiting for your third book, which I think you're writing now. Yes. Do you feel the pressure? It's a, it's a year late. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> well, I'd, one of the regrets, I suppose, if I could talk about yeah. that, is um, that I, looking back now, mm-hmm. I would have written the whole three books first and then yeah. set them and published them. I know so much more now. Yeah. Back then I was just excited. Oh, I can self-publish this. Yes. And I just did it and I just put it out It comes there. with a lot of adrenaline, doesn't it? Like, it does. I can do this. I'm yes. going to do it right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And not thinking of how it's going to be. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't really yeah. concerned whether it was taken or not. I just yeah. thought... Uh, you know it's my story yeah. if somebody else can read it and enjoy it then I'm happy yeah. with that yeah so but you really went in with not um no expectations no. really just kind of for the fun of it and yes. just to see what would happen yes yeah. and I found writing the first book because it was similar to my story uh, my own life story mm-hmm. I found it very cathartic to write okay. it as well so it yeah. was and I enjoyed that and there was a personal journey for you as yes, well it was yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. And it was enjoyable. And because yeah. I hadn't published that first book, so it was just me doing yeah. this writing. Um, and then when I put it out there, then it was like, mm. well, I have more of the story to tell. Yeah. So I started on the second one. And then by this time, people were reading the first one and then were saying that they wanted the second one. Yeah. So I published the second one within a year of wow. the first one. So I was planning again then saying, and by this stage then I had a website. Yeah. And I'd been to a book signing in mm-hmm. Sydney 
and so I start and that's what was really amazing that really blew me away is these readers yeah. they're just so you got to meet some of your readers yes oh, yeah wow. some of them came to the book signing to meet me what was me. that like to talk to them about the characters and their you know they're so into the story yeah, what did that was, feel like it was really amazing yeah, yeah. it was really amazing to yeah. see that they really took on board my characters and yeah. they spoke about them like they were real people because in my mind they're real and I know yeah, them and these people absolutely it was just like, how do you know them <laughs> I've been in my head the whole time. Yeah, it was oh, really, really be beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and people just off their own bat making up little Instagram pictures to post, oh, like little wow. about the story and yeah. putting pictures of who they, in their mind, is what the characters yes. look like. And they yeah. put up these little posts. And, and one lady even, she started making me bookmarks and oh, would send wow. me things. Yeah, oh really, goodness. just beautiful, generous people. I just That's really amazed me. Especially yeah. to that you did go in there without any expectations, and to end up there with you know these fans that are so into it that they're picturing the characters and creating something for you yes that's amazing it really was amazing. no wonder you powered through with the second book you yes know, to get that out there for them yeah and then the third book <laughs> <laughs> did life get in the way a little bit life got in the way big time yeah, yeah life got in the way real life came on board and by this stage the story is not so much my story anymore okay. the first book is a lot my of mm-hmm. my story but extremely embellished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's on a, a billionaire. <laughs> but so it got the story started to um, take a lot more thought yeah. and a lot more imagination. Yeah. Um, so, and then other things were happening, and then the it became sort of less important to me, yeah. I suppose I could say. Is it so less I, enjoyable? Um, well, I just didn't have the time. I would, when yeah. I actually sat down and started writing, yeah. yes, it was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But um, just getting the time to start mm-hmm. sitting down and writing, that was it was quite difficult to yeah. eke out that time. But um, so it became the year, and I'd put on my website saying that the next book, and even at the end of the last book, saying that the next book's coming. Yeah. And then I'd say it was coming in so to, last year, 2017. Yeah. And I'd have people messaging me out of the blue or leaving comments or little notes on my <laughs> website <laughs> saying... It's November. Oh. You said it was going to come. Are we expecting it this month oh, or next month? <laughs> so they were being waiting for thinking yeah. it's coming. And then I'd have to say, no, it's actually going to be coming next year, which is this year. Oh, <laughs> and this no. year it's already May. Oh, and this is flying. Yeah, it is flying. flying. It is really flying. Wow. Okay. But how are you, how, where are you up to now? I'm three quarters of the way through okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So there. the end is in sight. Yes. Yeah. So I did stall again. I sort of got mm. into it and started reading, um, writing and stalled a little bit. But what I did, um, so as I was writing the yeah. first book, because I was mostly writing it for myself, I would yeah. write, and then when mm-hmm. I sit down to write again, I'd go back and edit what I'd okay. already written, and then carry on. Yeah, because I had all the time. That's well. how that's how I used to write too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah then listening to all these podcasts about all different advice, and others were saying, "No, you just got to dump out this. Yes. Just get the first draft done. Just write. Just keep writing, and then you can go back and edit it." Yeah. So I thought I'd try that for the third book. Maybe this will help me get yeah. going. I'll just write it all out. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And I wouldn't read what I'd been writing. Yeah. I'd just sit down again, maybe just read the last paragraph. Or what yeah. I would start doing, actually, is when I finished for the night, I'd just do a quick little type of what I had to continue with the next time. Yes, that's what I do. Oh, yes. Cool. <laughs> a little paragraph note for yes. what's happening in this chapter. Yes, yes. exactly, yes. Yeah. So then I'd sit down and just read that little bit, which I'd delete, because yeah. that would just say, oh, that's right, that's what I'm up to, and I'd just keep writing. Yeah. But I think I got lost in yeah. that. 
and I yeah. sort of started losing track of timeline and what was happening. Yeah. So what I did, actually, I had uh, I have a friend on Instagram mm-hmm. that's in Melbourne, and she's was in a very similar position to me yeah. that she'd written the first two books and was stalling on her third. She yeah. wrote romance. Yeah. And so I messaged her and I said, look, do you want to just start up a little buddy system that yeah. we'll just check in with each other each night Give and each encourage other each other? Yeah. Yes. So we yeah. started doing that, which was really great. Yeah. And then so together we had the idea, well, why don't we go back and reread our books yeah. from book one? Yeah. So I did that. Oh. So I went back and reread book one, book two, and then what I'd written so far yeah. of book three. Yeah. And then I was able to really, it really got me back onto yeah. the path again because so I mm. really had realised that I'd, I'd steered off the path yeah. um, and I realised things that I'd mentioned in book one and two that I needed to tie off in book yes. three that I'd even forgotten about because mm-hmm. this is like three years ago since I wrote yeah. book one yeah so it sounds like you reconnected with your characters I did yeah. and I fell in love with the, the whole story oh. all over again did so, you when you were reading it back did you have moments where like did I write this exactly. or you know yeah I forgot Amazing. how the story went and yeah. I myself was like what's she going to do and I'm thinking I know what she did I wrote this and I'm thinking I can't remember what she did what did she do oh see that's so incredible to me because so many writers say the same thing and that I think that really shows that writing is something else it's not just us you know it's there's magical. something more to do with the universe it's magical exactly it really is exactly. and even the fact when I'm writing I'll start writing something yeah. and I've got no idea that this was come from yeah exactly yeah like Stella in the first book, Stella has a dog. I yeah. never sat down thinking, oh, she's going to have a dog. Yeah. I didn't consciously make that decision, yeah. but somehow or rather, and this dog ended up becoming very pivotal yeah. character, and it was ended up in the second book. There's yeah. a, that dog, you know, there's what very happens. Important. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> don't give it so, away. <laughs> no, but, but yes. I just think that, that that's dog when I really from? think, you know, these characters they must exist as well. Their story. It must exist somewhere. <laughs> oh, I agree. And it's coming through us, yeah. It's just... Amazing. It is. Mm. It really... It even amazes me. Yeah. And sometimes I finish writing for the night and I'll go to bed and I'll talk with my husband and say, yeah. I can't believe it. Like, Stella <laughs> decided to do this. <laughs> like, she's shocking you. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. It. Yeah. I love that. So I did. I fell in love mm. with the story all over again, which has inspired me again to start to writing. Going. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's so I'm exciting honest for your audience again. as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. So I'm able to get back into it yeah. and yeah, and be writing with that same vibe you had the first time around. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find the discipline to write? Because I know you have a very busy life other than your writing. So you're an Auslan interpreter. Yes. Um. Which, if you don't mind just quickly telling us how you got into that, because I find that really interesting okay, as well. Sure. So Auslan is Australian Sign Language, mm-hmm. so I interpret for deaf yeah. and hard of hearing, and even some deaf-blind people. Yeah. Um, so originally, I again, I wasn't planning to be Things just happened to you. <laughs> yeah, so I, when I moved to Sydney, I flooded with girls who were Auslan interpreters, mm-hmm. And they had a lot of deaf friends, so they would come around and they'd yeah. all be talking in sign and I was sure they were talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I could understand what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and at that time, I mean, it still is very much in demand, but back then in the, yeah. in the 90s, in the early 90s, it was even more so. Mm-hmm. And um, they all, so I went off and just did a community college course, just yeah. did Introduction to Auslan, Auslan 1, Auslan 2, which is, just gives you a conversational style. Yeah. Of Auslan. And then and I picked it up quite well and some of my friends were saying, well, come and work with us in TAFE. There was yeah. a lot of deaf, because the laws had changed mm-hmm. that the um, 
that TAFE had to provide interpreters for deaf people if they enrolled in a, in a class. Okay. Whereas before that hadn't been the case. So a lot of deaf who had missed out on a lot of education flooded the system mm. and were then finally able to get an education or to learn a trade. Yeah. So there was a high demand. So I went in there and um, I just had to sit a little test in yeah. front of a few a panel just to yeah. make sure I could actually sign. And then they said, okay, off you go, you can go in there. And I said, I'm not really very good. And they said, well, it's either you or nobody Better than at no all. One, that's yes. right. So Amazing. being thrown in it, I yeah. picked it up as I went along. Yeah. And I think my, our family has a little bit of a gift with languages. Okay. My mum, they travel a lot. And wherever she goes, she picks up the local oh. language a little bit, just conversational. Yeah. My brother's an Indonesian interpreter from oh. when he was in the <laughs> army. Yeah. Wow. So um, I think it's in our... It's a gene. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I find it easy. Growth. I found it quite easy to learn it. Yeah. So then, but as things um, developed within the um, interpreting community, it became uh, more professional and then we had to become qualified. So I just went and sat for my exams and became a qualified interpreter and and as um, I've gone along in my, Mm. I've been interpreting for more than 20 years now, so with PD and things and I've gone up in the levels and I'm yeah. a high level interpreter now. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So that's contract work that you usually do? Yeah, contract yeah. freelance. So I work yeah. for different agencies yeah. and some for myself as well. Okay. And yeah. So you've got that going on. Then you're a mum to a young daughter. Yes, she's 11. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got your adventures you like yes. to go on. Yes. You're into yeah. surfing. Surfing, and motorbike riding. Yeah. Yeah, canoeing. We actually do stand-up paddleboarding now. Okay. Yeah, oh. we started that to new. Yeah. So is that like a weekend kind of thing? You guys yeah, most weekends, yeah. yeah. So weekends is precious to us yeah. as a family. Yeah. So we'll always do something together yeah. on the weekend. I love mm. that, yeah. yeah. So no riding on the weekend? Um, I don't usually, if I get a chance to, yeah. I will, maybe yeah. in the evenings, but generally we'll watch a movie or do something yeah. family orientated in the yeah. evenings as well. Sunday nights often, because yeah. that's school night. Yep. So when my daughter goes off to bed, I can get a bit of chance to ride. Yeah. And as my daughter's getting older, it's getting easier You're as well. Time. Yeah. yeah. Because she's an only child here, I'm, I'm yeah. the entertainment. Yeah. So <laughs> she doesn't have a brother or sister to go off and play no, with, so I'm yeah. the entertainment. Yeah, she needs you. Yeah. yeah. So as she's getting older, she's finding being yeah. able to entertain herself a lot a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, she's got her phone now so she can message her friends yeah. and, yeah. More connected. Yeah. So you would, so then that discipline for writing would come in at night time? Yes. Usually? Yeah. Usually when asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or she's busy doing something else. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Or um, during the day, if I have a um, if between jobs, so my yeah. day is not sitting in one place, yep. nine to five. So I've got bookings that I have to go and travel to. Mm-hmm. So it might be that I've got I realise I've got an hour gap yeah. wait between two jobs. Yeah. So I'll take my in the morning. I make sure I have to pack my laptop. So I think I'll sit and write yep. over lunch and been trying just to take, take any opportunity. Yeah. 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 So I've been using that a lot more yeah. as well. Mm. I think especially when you're in a draft stage, you kind of have to do that, don't you? Because you want to keep going. Yes. And yeah. 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 And I'm getting excited now because it's getting to the end and I know yeah. exactly what's going to happen. So it's a matter of it's writing. It's Yes. Yep. So I just, okay. a matter of just getting it out there. But I just exciting. wish I could just plug my brain. Uh, oh my God. The amount of times I've thought of that. <laughs> and just download. Your, what's your fingers can't brain. move fast they enough. They can't. No. Really can and they. then even just, even the picture you see in your brain, yeah. to put it into words. Yeah. Is, that's, and I, that's like interpreting because it's yes. a different language. A picture yeah. language into yes. written language is. <laughs> I think that that's the best part about writing when, um, you know how I said unraveled before. That's how I think of it. It's kind of unravels like a movie in your head and it's just about 
unplugging what's in there and putting it in. And if only there was another way to do oh, it. Oh, my goodness. I wish. <laughs> and typing it all out. I wish. It's... But at least, you, at least you know what's coming. Yes. That's an exciting feeling. Yes, yes, That's really exciting. And even still, though, things happen. Like, I've yeah, got it all planned might change out. along the way. <laughs> That's true. Still yeah. might surprise you. Yes, you might still. Yeah. <laughs> So what would you, thinking about, you know, you've had a very interesting journey, I think, and it sounds like a lot of things have just fallen into place for you at the right time. And it yes. sounds like you've got a lot of trust for yourself. Yes. Um, and your intuition. So what would you go back and say to your younger self if you could, if you could give her some advice? My much younger self, before mm-hmm. I found, so I'm a little bit like Stella yeah. in that she wasn't so confident in the in the start in the early yeah. days but she found that confidence mm. through mm. also the love of her man yeah. the man so i'd have to say with my husband he's helped me a lot on my journey and i've also helped him because yeah. we were a little bit opposites and when we first met actually if i can just yeah absolutely he had the concept that the major the world was basically bad oh. with a few good people Okay. Where my I came to the relationship with the concept that the world was basically good yeah. with a few bad people, and and I felt people were generally good, yeah. and I would trust people at face value until they hurt me, mm-hmm. and then that's when I would realize. But he was the opposite. He mm-hmm. never trusted anybody to start with, and they had to prove themselves to him before he could trust them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, total opposite. we were total opposites. Yeah. So we were able to balance each other. So he helped me to become not so gullible and not to be such a doormat, which I was a lot in my younger years. Mm -hmm. And I've taught him to be a little bit more trusting of people at the outset and not to see the world so bad. And together we've... I think we've made this happy medium. Yeah, perfect partnership. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say to my... I wish I could have learned that earlier in my life. Okay. So I'd say to my younger self don't worry so much about what people think of you Mm. just be yourself and really it's none of my business what they think of me anyway probably they don't think of me as much as I think they do anyway (laughs) which helped me a lot in um, learning that has helped me Mm. a lot in publishing my book as well and not being worried especially being erotica so and I live in a small little country town community yeah yeah (laughs) so um that was that was a beautiful thing that I that I have learned and that I would tell my younger self to yeah. learn quicker. And the other thing that I would teach them or teach me tell my younger self is um, I love the saying this too shall pass. So if there's something that happens in life that might not be the outcome that you wanted, just to remember that this will pass. And also in yeah. the positive things mm. that something good is happening that this too shall pass so enjoy it while we yeah. have it oh gosh yeah covering goosebumps that's a beautiful <laughs> beautiful thing is actually um i read mm. it from eckhart tolle oh, one yes. of his books where he talks about yeah that saying this too shall pass because sometimes I've, I've i've had it in my life where i've been faced with making a decision mm. where they uh if i make one choice i'm going to hurt somebody else mm. and then if i choose the other choice somebody else yeah. will be hurt so there's happiness and sadness in either decision that yes. I make there's going to be no escape of a something a negative outcome yeah. in it whatever decision yeah. I choose so the reminding of myself that this will actually pass and now I tell that to my daughter I yeah. say is this going to matter in 10 year t- 10 years time oh, and that's what I try to tell yeah. myself in 10 years time is this really going to be 
an important thing. This yeah. feeling now that is overwhelming, it will pass. Yeah, you're not going to remember it that day. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I love that advice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to me, Rhonda. I've had so much fun chatting about writing. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. listening to letters to our yesterday the podcast if you enjoyed this conversation and feel inspired to please take a moment to rate and review or share it with someone you love you can follow me on instagram at karen underscore sep facebook at karen m sepulveda or visit my website www.karensepulveda.com thank you again and don't forget to subscribe to hear more conversations with extraordinary women